Hey everybody and uh, welcome back to another exciting episode of Indie Film Cafe. I'm your host, Jonathan Moody, and I've got my co-host... Paulie Presenza, otherwise known as the Pretzel Munching Mukau. Yeah, hopefully we don't hear too much of the pretzel munching. Let's try to keep that at a minimum, Paul. Nom, 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 nom. Yeah. So, uh, and we have a special guest here. Introduce yourself, sir. Hi, I'm Michael McGlynn, uh, producer, actor for Slasher 15. Yes, and he's also the co-host for uh, Horror Film Lovers, and I'm sure he'll be on other, you know, special guests for other podcasts and other things whenever, you know, he's got time, you know, so thank you so much, because I know you're really, really busy these days, but this is your first time on this show, so welcome, you know. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm really excited. Um, we're going to be talking about a 2004 film, so we're going to the way 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 back machine almost 20 years ago um you know so to talk about uh retrograde a dolph lundgren film lundgren film i'm really bad with pronouncing his name um but uh yes so there was a couple uh movie choices for me for tubi has a ton of his really terrible movies and such and so this one I was really excited to talk about because uh, it reminds me of a movie and we'll discuss what that movie it reminds me of and maybe reminds you guys of, you know, or want to be in want to be of. But uh, before that, we're going to come back after some mood music. And we are back. Yes. Uh, so we're here to discuss Retrograde. Uh, as I said, it's a 2004 film. Um, and I'm going to get into some of the the key people and stuff before we get into the story and stuff. But it was directed by a guy named Christopher. I'm going to fuck his name up. Uh, <laughs> that's not his last name, but that's I'm going to I'm going to fuck it up. It's Kulikowski. 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 Yeah. That's how I'm gonna say it. Yeah, uh, he is uh, the director of four movies. Uh, first film was Aurora, which looked like a sci-fi flick. Retrograde mm-hmm. is a sci-fi flick for sure. Uh, Pluripotent. The other two are shorts. Yeah, the other two are shorts. Yeah, two feature films. The other two are shorts. Yep. And then, but his big thing was he's been. Uh, a production manager for a, a ton of different movies. Uh, the Best of Me, uh, Where. We always talk about Where. I don't know why, but like that movie, it's W-E-R, that pops up in a lot of our mm. movies that we discuss and stuff. It's tr- crazy. Um, a lot of people oh, worked yeah. on that one, I guess, that work and other stuff we've done. Uh, Immortals, M- Machine Gun Preacher, Shark Knight, also, I believe, with Dolph Lundgren, if I'm correct. Is he in that one? Was he in another? Nope, nope. There's, a, there's another shark movie he was in. Uh, like Holy shark Dolphy, goodness. Uh, My Soul to Take, McGruber, tons of other films. I'm not even going. He's got 75 films or so as a production manager. So, uh, but... Was, uh, was that the- Immortals with uh, Robert uh, with uh, Erica Roberts. Which one? Uh, the Immortals. Oh, was that the same one? Oh no, 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 no. This was like the Immortals 
that was like this big uh gods kind of oh that one i know that one too i wasn't uh, sure i mean i was like you know you hear that title but that probably had eric roberts in it too because just about every movie has eric roberts in it this movie didn't weirdly enough it should have you know eric roberts as the alien that would have been awesome you know couldn't have hurt i would have been okay with that but then i think i think both of them are so big like dolph and uh eric as far as like acting goes that they would have just clashed you know they would have disagreed oh, I see. so so too many predatory top predators in the same film still well, he could have played the he could have played the doctor the guy the rich guy yeah he yeah. could have he could have he could yeah he i could see him playing rich jerky guy exactly so we talked before so well <laughs> well it's really funny because uh i believe dolph lundgren was in if he wasn't, he should have been in one of the Expendables movies or something, you know? And um, Eric Roberts was in the first one, and that was only because Jean-Claude Van Damme turned it down because there was no action for him. Like, they gave him no martial arts. Uh-huh. So he, it was perfect for Eric Roberts, who didn't have to, you know, fight all these people and stuff. Could you imagine Eric yeah, Roberts? Jean-Claude's like, I have to actually act? That's stupid. I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, so Christopher was the story guy on this, but Tom Reeve and Jean uh, Jean Luca Purdy uh, wrote it. I don't know anything that they've done really. It seems they've done. And I know I've seen a movie with the two with Dolph Lundgren and Jean Claude Van Damme. And God, I want to say there must have been somebody. Yeah, else the, I remember uh, the soldier. All uh, three leads. Universal Soldier. Universal Soldier. I, I just remember all three leads had such thick accents that you could never hear a freaking understand a damn thing well, anyone was saying. What and was I the third person? So, so Dolph, Sean Claude, who? And there was somebody else with a very thick accent. Oh, okay. I just don't um, remember. And then Tom Reed is from England, and he was one of the producers of Dolph Soldiers. So he actually made something pretty decent <laughs> um yeah a lot of people love that movie i'm not the biggest fan of it i think it's okay i think it gets a lot more uh praise than um you know the werewolf movie about the the you know i'm not a really big war guy well, so this one didn't even get released in the united states yeah i mean, it got so. released in europe and that's about it well, it seemed it seemed a European. Like even the main actress was European. Yeah, it was filmed in Italy and Luxembourg. Ah. Oof. Um. So we're gonna go in the cast real quick. Dolph Lundgren plays John Foster. Um, and you know he's Dolph Lundgren. Like he's okay. literally. So okay, first before we go right into the cast, what did you guys think? Like first, this is your first time watching. It was my first time watching it too. But Michael, what did, what did you think of it? Did you think it was okay, or did you think it was pretty bad? Yeah. Honestly, uh, like um, it, was, it was, it was my first time watching it too, and um, I came out of it mm-hmm. with mentality like I didn't hate it, but I'm not sure I liked it a lot though either. Right? It, it was. Uh, like uh, there's there, there's aspects of it I actually did like a lot, um, and then there were things that were just really hard for me to even turn myself off of. Uh, 
Um, I, I, I like, you know, like some of the mutation effects and stuff. I thought it looked, were looking really cool and stuff. I definitely liked the transition with the one stoner dude. I thought that was doing uh, very well. But then some of those fight choreography things were just... <laughs> it looked like they were trying not to hurt each other. Exactly. You know? Like, it was like they were told, do not, we don't have insurance on this movie. Make sure you don't, uh, don't hurt the, you know, don't hurt each other when you're fighting. And and that really looks bad when, it looks like stage fighting, you know? And that's, yeah, I agree, 100%. And that's a problem when the movie is an action movie where the action is definitely subpar. Yeah. And maybe that was another thing. The guy had only directed, uh, like, some sci-fi flick which i'm sure wasn't an action flick it didn't look like one and this is like more action and action is hard to direct like i'm i'm not gonna lie it takes a lot it it takes a lot of like you know you have to place the camera this way that way you have to make sure you get every single angle you know that you can get and it and you have to make sure that they did look like they're actually hitting each other you know, and stuff. So, I mean, and it's it, usually more expensive because you have to have more than one camera running at the same time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, this was, I bet this was only one camera. You know, um, this definitely yeah. feels like a one camera. It was movie. one setup. Yeah. So, it was pretty, it's pretty lazy. Um, Paul, what do you think, honestly? Um, actually, I was expecting it to be worse. Um, it was still not good. It was its main sin, as far as I was concerned, is that it was very boring and dumb. Um, you know, the plot was just dopey. I, I didn't buy any of it. And like, what it was just, the point? It, the whole point was the last scene, just so that we could see Dolph Lundgren and his family happy together. That's that's the whole point of the damn movie. That's the whole reason why the whole thing happens. Even though, really, in the movie, the trips over its own feet here. He could have just saved us that whole hour and a half by just going back in time to the right moment when she's there, you know, in the cafe and just said, don't go or fucking shot her or done something. And that would have been the end of the whole thing, you know, because she was the one who screwed everything up, you know, or whatever, you know, cause this whole thing. Or go back even further and go kill the rich guy. Kill all of them. I mean, or whatever, because. I mean, isn't that the point of the Terminator? Like, you know, just to kill all these people who are going to cause this problem, you know, whatever. So anyway. Right. When, when, when you somehow have uh, control of time travel, even though you're in the future and your civilization is almost destroyed and you somehow manage to have enough technology to make a spaceship that flies backwards in time, you can set it up so that the time works for you in an advantage by making sure that you go to the to a point where none of this shit happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, stop it from that. happening. Once it stops happening, you know, then then the world is saved, I guess, or whatever. Um, I don't know what the... My, my biggest problem with the movie is I don't know what the point, period, of stopping this stuff is. Like, there's no... Right? Exactly, yeah, Michael. What? Same thing. I'm sorry. I, I got so excited because I was going to say the same thing. I was like, like even the mutiny, like within there, like this. So the team was like, why? Why would you want to stop him from 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 preventing that whole thing from happening if you're all in the future? Because we don't want to follow what the bureaucrats say. Oh, really? It's a plot twist. 
Yeah, there were. Yeah, the plot twist was like the revolt or whatever, right? You I know, guess Dalton was somehow thinking this was going to make him money, but I don't understand how. How exactly? It's like how? It's like I was kind of. I was like, all right, you, you want to stop a like you know him from stopping a worldwide disease that would probably make the world go round a lot smoother and happy for everybody. Yeah, let's stop that from happening because the bureaucrats stole. Like, oh, for love of God! It's like you got to come up with something a little bit more, more substance than that. I mean. Unnecessary some... plot device. I mean, yeah, it... because it's trying to be too many things at once. You know, it 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 wants to be like a you know disease thing, and then it wants to be you know um, aliens, and it wants to be the thing, and it wants to be too many damn movies at the same time, and it doesn't have enough you know logic or plot to be any one of them, and mm -hmm. it's just too much shit going on. That's the main I problem. I 100% agree with all of it. You know, it it does it. It feels like you try to be the thing, you know. So as the alien stuff, it's got the Antarctic stuff. Then it tries to be, um, you know, thing yeah, on a boat. What on a boat? Thing, right, thing on a boat. Thing on a boat. That sounds like a title in itself. Thing on a boat. Um, and I, was, I love that premise the most, and I, they should have gone with that kind of more. Uh, I, like, they already laid down, like, like you all said, they laid down the groundwork for it. And it was all right there. Like when the senator guy came back and got infected by like the meteorite and everything. Uh, and you know, I don't even care if it's a spoiler or not to be honest with you, because <laughs> we're if I'm if we're spoiling everything, we're doing everyone a favor. <laughs> I know. Well, I was really hoping that the doctor was going to turn it to Samuel Jackson and said, "I want to get this motherfucking bacteria off this motherfucking boat." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was snakes on a plane? Uh, before or after this movie, I wonder. Uh, I think Snakes was after. After, after. this movie, sorry, they can't say it. Uh, you know, you know, they didn't. They didn't go have back to... in time and figure it out. You know, what? <laughs> somebody could go back in time and recreate that scene and make that, you know, fix that scene so they can have that, have the guy say that, be the first one to say that. Um, I, I don't know. It was, um, it was just, it was stupid. Like there was, I mean, I, I didn't hate it. You know, like was said, like I didn't think it was the worst movie of all time or anything. Like it's like it's not a thirty, you know, on our list. Like it's not going to be even probably even close, but it's not good either. No. You know, like it's no, not. I mean, it, it's sort of a meh. Some of the me. some of the sets were pretty interesting. You know, you don't get to see a whole lot of actual, you know, real boat sets, so that was kind of cool. Um, and some of the acting was actually pretty decent. I thought, but overall, I mean, you know, we could see it, we could hear it. That's, that's always a plus, <laughs> but it was pretty sloppy. You know, I noticed continuity issues. I don't know if you guys did, but you know, oh, yeah. for example, when, um, what the part where the, where the, um, they're starting to, to rock around on the, on the, uh, the spaceship thing. And he opens up the hatch to blow out some folks and the evil guys are holding on. And then you cut back to him and he turns the thing back off. And then when you cut back, the evil guys are all of a sudden in full spacesuits. And I'm like, yeah. dude, yeah, where did they find them? How did they find the time to put them on? What the fuck's going on here? That was sloppy, sloppy, Okay, sloppy. yeah, I did notice that. And all the stuff on the spaceship was so terrible looking. Like the, the boat was great because they had an actual, probably had an actual boat to shoot on. Right. But like, 
the spaceship look like something you make in fucking art class, you know, and shit. What? I agree. It was very basic. And I think part of it was, was like, I I think I was going in uh, expecting like, you know, a cheesy, like, you know, low budget, but with probably a lot of uh, CG uh, version of, I was, I was going to think I was going to get something maybe like uh, old school, like, uh, like, like uh, the uh, space freighters or uh, ice pirates, uh, you know, something like that. And then, uh, like, like you also like you know, like then I started to see it. I started thinking, oh well, we're gonna get something like this, and then it kind of veered off to something else. And I agree, they, like they all couldn't figure out what they wanted uh, to get out out of this. At this point, I think it would have been better off just uh, being kind of more uh, like a thing. If you want to incorporate the time travel, you could just have it to where like. He comes in there to stop it, and it's a who's the infected one to stop the in the whole thing while on the ship, and playing that whole like you know game up just like how they play it in the thing. I, um, I agree, and I was excited about that. You know, I wanted more of them turning into this like charring thing that they were you know doing. Too much money. Too much money. I understand. Well, I mean, they had two million. They said. I don't know if that's true or not, but I mean, sometimes you lie. They had only one person change. They had the stoner guy change, and he didn't even change very much. And it wasn't like he changed into a thing, like in the thing. And it wasn't Hmm. like he got sick, like you see in a lot of these other things. He just becomes an asshole and wrecks the the one room, and that's it. That's all that happens. Later, he kind of chars his body. Chars. It's like face becomes like kind of more mutated. A little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I wasn't impressed. Yeah. But the idea Real is like, world, if you it's, touch it's him, the dumb ideas. Yeah. Well, who right. wants to? And then they right. talk about how oh, it's it, it it so quickly takes over the body. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not how shit works. It doesn't. Anything that lethal would just kill everybody. There'd be nobody left in 2022 to invent fucking time travel, spaceships cryogenics get the fuck out of here the, the movie makes no sense it's it's illogical 2202 so you are 2000 yeah, years in the future where everybody speaks english perfectly well you know <laughs> which made no sense to me like i was like wait are these aliens are these humans are these are these like what survivors mean, what so quickly and they're like it ravaged the, the planet i'm like in months, but then two thousand years later, why is there all this advanced shit going on? Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> it was a continuity issue. Yeah. So, just so you know, Michael, he squeaks his monkey every time he talks about uh, continuity issues. You know, uh, he's got a monkey. Show the monkey. Show the monkey real quick, uh, if you can, because <laughs> you got the thing in. There you go. That's continuity monkey, and he's here to to make sure that uh, if there's continuity, he squeaks it. You yes. know, and I love squeaking my monkey, <laughs> especially with these kind of movies. Uh, you know, um, there's plenty of opportunities for it. <laughs> and I used to love taking him to cons and squeak my monkey in people's face. It was so much fun. Or yeah. have like somebody like Jessa put him in their boobs. That's always nice. You know. Jessa Flux put everyone loves the monkey. Put continuity yeah. monkey in her boobs. She did that on herself. Like he didn't even do that. Like it wasn't like that. It was just like she was just like, give me him. <laughs> like, I did that. <laughs> you know, so not a not a bad thing. In fact, um, I wonder if Rebecca Reinhardt did the same. I think she did. Oh, I think Rebecca I, Reinhardt did the same thing. Rebecca did that. 
Rebecca would do it. You know, oh, as yeah. well. Yeah. They're both they're they both love the monkey. Dr. Bubenstein. Um so to go back to some more stuff, mm -hmm. so we talked about uh Dolph Lundgren. Sylvia de Santis did um uh played uh the main girl, um is her name? Uh Renee, you know, uh in it. And uh Renee what is Diaz. it? Renee Diaz. Renee Diaz. I guess she was Mexican, Spanish, or something. I don't know. At the end, Chilean, she, Chilean, Chilean. That's right. They do mention Chile in it or whatever. So, um, yeah. So, uh, she she was been in a few movies, but nothing, nothing that we would have heard of. I don't think. Um, like mm -hmm. uh. A lot of yeah. uh, Italian movies. Oh, she was in I Am David. That's a that's sort yeah, of a big movie. My House in Umbria is the only other thing I recognize. Yeah. <clears throat> so then uh, Joe Montana's in this movie. He's and when cool. I saw that in the credits, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> 49er Joe Montana's in this movie? You know? But he was not. Uh, it was another guy named yep. Montana. Who's he got, yeah, he's been uh, Doctor Who and stuff like that. MI5. He's a, I think he's a British guy. Yeah, and he was in the Born Identity. Helen he was in Foils War too. Which one? Um, hey, can you guys hear me? Foils oh, yeah. War. I don't know if you know that show. Okay. <clears throat> you guys keep messing up a little bit, so I yeah. want to make sure that I can. But you guys can hear me because uh, my computer just keeps messing up. Um, beautiful part of uh, I'm golden. I'm golden. And there's Gary Daniels, who is the legendary Gary Daniels, doing lots and lots of um, mm. action films. Uh, right. He was in speaking of the, the, the Expendables. Um, he was in a movie called Game of Death. I don't think it's that's the remake of. Uh, of the, I don't think it's a remake or anything of the uh, Bruce Lee movie, but he was in Tekken. He was in a movie called Legend of Bruce Lee. So he's been in a few movies. He's a he's an action star. Um, then the guy who played Schrader um was Joey Segal, not to be confused with Steven Segal. They're not related. I don't think. I think they spell their name differently. Uh, he was in Redline, which is not the Redline that we did for Indie Film Cafe, but one. Oh, okay. It's a different Redline. Um, it was. I mean, it's another car movie, though. Of course, that name. Uh, he was in uh, Elvis and Nixon playing an El El Elvis impersonator, so that's fun. Um, and a few other films. Um, Davies, uh, or as the guy keeps calling him, Davis. You know, did you ever notice that? His name's Davies, but he keeps going, hey, Davis, you know, like, I don't know if it's his accent or what, but that's what I kept hearing. Uh, when the guys screwed up. Yeah. So Davies oh. was played by um, Ken Samuels, and uh, he was in a movie called The Barn Double Team with Jean-Claude Van Damme and Dennis, Dennis Rodman. Oh, you guys remember that movie? I remember that. That's eventually going on Indie Film Cafe at some point. 
because it's so bad. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's a terrible movie. Um, it is. But you know, how can you not? How can you go wrong with Jean Claude? You can go very wrong, but still, it's it's fun. Um, he was in Resistance and a few other things. So, um, our buddy Mac, who was the um, stoner guy, um, he actually was Mackenzie was his name. Everybody kept calling him Mac. He was in Wing Commander, a uh, small part in that. Uh, he was in George and the Dragon. I've never heard of that. And a couple other things. He seems to be from UK, so he's a UK guy. Um, and then our doctor guy, David Gene Thomas, uh, who played Doctor. He was on Community. Jefferson. <laughs> uh, he was on Community. Yeah, that's you know, why I know him. Community. Did you know yep. him from that? Like, did you recognize him? Yep, yep, yep. He yep. was only in one episode, but still, it's funny. Um, he was in Cornered, GI Joe: Rise of the Cobra, but he was just a foreign general, so probably a small part. He was in a movie called Montana. Um, and that's it for things I know of. Uh, <laughs> and then. I think everything else are all people like a lot of other characters I didn't really there's one guy I was like I know that guy from somewhere um, and I could not remember which which person he was in the movie um, there was that one guy that I was sad because I liked him and he got shot and killed of course most of them have to be killed in this movie yeah. you know but uh, there was one guy he had like a beard kind of thing if I remember correctly. I really liked him. But anyway, uh, so that's all the cast. And I think everybody, I mean, there wasn't terrible acting, like cringeworthy acting or anything. Yeah. You know, these all seem like trained professionals. Um, maybe, once again, that, that might be the problem because this movie is so B-movie that it should have just leaned into that, you know? And had terrible acting and, and you know, bad special, you know what I mean? But Should have had more fun. Yeah, and it was so cleaned up that it sort of didn't make it as much fun to me, you know? Because it felt uh -huh. like they were trying so hard to make this a mainstream action mm -hmm. flick, you know? and They it, just didn't have the, the money to pull that off, or apparently the experience. They certainly didn't have the script to pull it off, so... No, I totally agree. Um, I mean, definitely a few things they should have cut on that line. I'm, I mean, above all, choose a path. Go action or go horror. I mean, because just by that alone, you could easily cut out a good chunk of the budget on one side or the other to to focus more on the other to make it more extreme. And I always usually say this, uh, you know, uh, good. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're a good actor. If you have a bad script, there, there's only so much you can do uh, with that uh, film uh, at that point. I mean, it, I mean, so I, you know, I kind of feel for the actors in that one because I do agree with you. I think most of the actors and actresses were all like you know decent. I, I mean, I wouldn't say say they were horrible or anything like that. They weren't bad at all. I mean, I would, I'd see, I could easily see them showing up in other films without 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 even thinking twice about it. Uh, but it was just one of those things where like 
the script didn't know what it wanted to be. I don't think the director knew what it wanted to be. And because of that, you uh, it just became so just bland across the board. It, uh, it's a bland horror movie at best. It's a bland action movie at best when it could have been a decent one if you just chose one. Yeah, I don't even know if it is a horror movie. I mean, it, it wants to be, it kind of pretends to be, but it's it's not. It's It doesn't have any tension because we we don't, care about anything and we don't really see any problems other than supposedly this thing in the future that we don't actually experience we're told it and then when the only thing that does happen is the, again the one guy mac and it doesn't really do much i mean it didn't seem to care you know mm. you know, and it had the other problem is that the movie didn't seem to care because it was more concerned about this rival group of soldiers trying to go after foster and because of that was going on so much, it really pushed away any of the horror stuff or any of the sci-fi stuff. You know, it was more like a you know an espionage thriller kind of a wannabe. But it's that's what I'm saying. It there were too many wannabe things that it wanted to be. It really needed to pick one, you know, or maybe two if you really had a clever script and could combine two things, but not five or six and do them all badly. It's just not good. Exactly. I mean, it got a lot of bad reviews on uh, IMDb. I mean, its rating is 3.1. You know, that's pretty low. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, and we've, 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 we've done lower. I mean, so it's, it's not nearly as bad. But it, um, the thing I want to say was, uh, I mean, all right. So it was filmed in only 18 days. So 18 days. Still, that's a good amount of time to to shoot a good movie in 18 days, you know, I mean, most independent films shot on like really no budget. Don't even get eight. Like Michael, like bloody summer camp. Did that have 18 days or, or longer? Uh, uh, I'd say it was probably maybe a switch longer, but part of that was uh, due to the COVID. uh, So we got a little bit more extra free rank because business was down but a normal yeah it probably would have been grand total 22 days tops and yeah, yeah we had a, we had a 40k budget <laughs> so they probably should have had more added more time into the thing and plus i mean with like it says two million dollar budget so like i mean that's ridiculous yeah and i think that's part of the problem because i'm willing to bet somewhere along the line somebody might have suggested that you know if we just made this thing in a boat we could probably pull this off. The problem is they probably didn't have access to the boat set um, for 18 days. They probably couldn't afford that. And that's probably why they put in all that cheap, shitty, you know, uh, spaceship stuff that really doesn't add anything to the film. You know what I mean? Well, we could have done without all of that and just concentrated on the boat stuff. And that would have been, that would have helped pare down the narrative so that you're just kind of focused on one of these little plot things and it would have been would have added to the claustrophobia because just like in the thing you're in a small confined space and you can't get out and now you've got some infected guy running around you know it would it would have tightened up the 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 story in my opinion at that point even i mean you could easily cut out like Dolph Lumber's character altogether like how you said making another thing on the ship cut out the whole sci-fi aspect of the whole thing and you got something, you got a more clear cut one, but with a $2 million budget on a boat, you could have a lot of fun with that. What I would have done, um, but this is in hindsight, right? 
because we've already watched the movie, mm-hmm. you know, so I can't say what I would have done had we had the script, but what I would do now, knowing the outcome, if I could go back in time and fix this movie, what I would do is I would have it be still a time travel movie, but be that guy, just Dolph Lundgren coming to fix it and having the, the scientist guy be the be like a terrorist kind of person you know he has got a group of his men on board and they're taking over the boat and they're making sure that this whatever it is is gonna you know destroy the world you know and right stop. right because think about it terminator 2 all you needed was arnold schwarzenegger popping in from the future you don't need any spaceship you don't need any of those extra sets you don't need any of that other crap all those other people he, he just pops in by himself. Same thing with Dolph. If, if you're going to do time travel, just have him pop in by himself. We've, uh, we've understood and accepted he's from the future and he's got this mission to do. Let him do it. You don't need all that other extra crap. Yeah. I mean, all the extra crap just adds nothing to the movie except time, you know, and that's time. Mm-hmm. It's an hour and 33 minutes or something like that, which isn't a terrible time running time but like it can easily be cut down to an hour and 20 minutes and be a more enjoyable movie had they just cut out a lot of the uh, uh you know even you don't even need the stuff in the beginning with him having the revolt you just need Dolph landing right and then picking him up so if you cut all that stuff out we would still mm-hmm. we would still understand what's going on sure. because we would and know that two characters. people are coming after him, or, or yeah. there's people coming after him. So, start with him on the spaceship and just do that whole like real line dialogue, like you know, this is the ship. Da, da, da. Mission is to do this, da, 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 da. and then go and, and start right there on the spaceship. You know, going to try to try to change things. I mean, that right there, like you said, would probably out a good like eight nine minutes right there easily if not more yeah and that was extra characters that we don't need exactly (laughs) yeah the the other characters like there's the the girl that was like the captain of the like not captain but the like the pilot of the ship helmsman yeah yeah and she was i liked her and then she got killed so it was like i don't know why i'm seeing these just random characters on the ship get killed like that you know like what do you they don't this doesn't add to to the movie now this just kind of creates more characters that you had to pay you know to to do a scene when you could have just got rid of them and then you would have probably saved yourself some money and could have used that for more special effects or or, or a good stunt coordinator fight coordinator who could have you know and does, um, did it bother you guys did it bother you guys at all with the fact that yet again we're talking about 2000 years in the future space travel cryogenics you know, uh, uh, time travel, and yet they're still using guns with bullets. Was it bullets really? though? Because there was like we shot nothing. Nothing. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was bullets because yeah. they shot the the helicopter and it blew up. You know, it's almost like a rocket thing or something. You know, like that gun was yeah, pretty well, crazy. That's typical action thing. That's something. Something always blows up. Yeah, but, but it did didn't you seem like that gun that... would have made that happen. Gun. What was that, Paul? Yeah, that happens in so many movies, it's hard to say. But you notice Max gun, Max got a revolver, a six shooter, 
And he shot a whole lot more than six shots out of that thing when he was going amok. Continuity. Squeak that monkey. Yep. I'm waiting here. Continuity. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, yeah. Um, it, it's just sort of a mess of a movie, you know, and whatnot. And, uh, oh, yeah. I, what? I'm, I missed. Hold on one second, guys. Okay. And hold on, everybody. All right. Sorry about that, folks. We have some technical issues that Paul didn't even realize he had technical issues because it can pop up on his. So, and uh, anyway, um, so yeah, all in all, I mean, this was just sort of a, like, like Michael said, this is sort of a bland movie. I mean, there's really not much to talk about in a lot of the stuff there. Like there's no, the cinematography was not bad, you know, the, right. um, yeah, I didn't notice any problems. Did you get, Paul, did you notice any problems with cinematography? I didn't notice any problems. I didn't notice anything that was particular stand out either. Um, but I mean, like I said earlier, you could see everything. So that's a plus. Um, the only things that I didn't care for were a lot of the CGI, a lot of the fake uh, sets. They didn't look good at all. So, yeah, that, that, that's mainly the, the issues that I had. I liked the boat sets. I thought everything on the boat was really good and really believable, and that all worked. And all the, all the setups for, for those shots were all really were fine. I had no problems with that. It, it all seemed professionally done production-wise. It's just it was the script pretty much. Yeah, it was a pretty. That seems to be the script. problem with a lot of our films. Yeah, and you you've talked about before, like if a movie is, uh, you know, movie starts with a script, you know, and if the script, you know, and it's easy to just make a script good, you know. Now, if you right. say they go into per, cheap you know, anyway. Yeah, well, sort of. I mean, usually you got to pay somebody to write the script, you know, but. Uh, generally speaking, somebody pays the scriptwriter. They say, "Okay, that sucks. Give us a new draft." You know, right? Fix this, fix that. They do that. They get it to where they think it's gonna gonna go good. Then they go and take it out and put it out into the. You know, they start filming. Then while mm -hmm. on on set, they start fixing the script even more, and, and that that's sometimes can be the problem. problem. That's yeah. the problem because. Unless you're working for a big studio with a big schedule and everything, there is absolutely no freaking reason in the world why you shouldn't have a perfectly good script to start with. Because as soon as you start your production, you're on the clock. That means you need to have that script ironed out before you set everything in motion. So whatever doctoring you're going to do, whatever editing you're going to do, and all, that all needs to get as ironed out as much as possible. Now, Sure, sometimes stuff happens on set, you know, mm. somebody doesn't show up, you have to recast, there's another thing you have to add, well, whatever. That's the time to do that, but prior to that, before everything gets gets scheduled and gets on the move, you have to have the script ironed out, and there's no excuse, in my opinion, for not having that. That's just lazy. That's just somebody saying, oh, that sounds like a fun idea. We'll scrub around the details until later, unless we have to. That's mm -hmm. that's the problem I have with, especially with a lot of independent film. You have to start off 
with a solid foundation of a good script and a good story. Exactly. What do you think, Michael? Oh, no, I completely agree with all, all that. I mean, because even us on an independent level that don't that doesn't even have the remote budget that like these kind of films uh, get. Like uh, for our next uh, film, where we've already gone to all of our, lo- all of our uh, locations we're going to be filming at. We've got a good idea of the angles we're going to go at, the line we're going to use to get those shots done. And if there's any action scenes, how we're going to lay it out, where they're going to start from point A to point B, where, how they're going to end at point C. You know, you know and, and as Paul said, Maybe sometimes it doesn't always go uh, as planned. We definitely have had no shows show up and we've had to do things on the fly. Um, but even when you have even that game plan set, sometimes you can just insert something in, into that or you can find a way to tiptoe around it and you still can keep the original game plan pretty much a flow going the way you want it to. Just, you know, as we said, uh, with a hiccup on, on the way, but still make a good flow story. And yeah, if you don't have your story down locked, your actors down locked on what you want, I mean, Christ, I mean, it's part of like the whole reason we have call sheets. I mean, we're letting everyone know what we're filming, what's going to be done that day, what you need to be ready to prepare for, and what, and what you need to get done. Sometimes it's just going to be a heavy dialogue day. Sometimes it'll be mostly just an action day. Or it just might be one of those like, hey, it, it's your time to go in the film day, so you're going to be laying around getting covered in a lot of crap. But right, right. <laughs> but somewhere along the line, somebody has looked at the script, gone through it point by point by point, and said everything makes sense. The flow is really really good. The narrative is interesting. It's telling something that people want to hear, and it's not laden down with excessive horseshit or too much bickering or unnecessary characters. You know what I mean? Somebody has already gone through the trouble to do that. Unfortunately, we get a lot of movies where that has not happened, where somewhere along the line, they just took the script as is, it seems, and just Mm -hmm. went with it. And then they're like, well, what do we do now? Well, I don't know. No. I mean, uh, that happens, but I mean, it should have happened on a $2 million budget. I'm sorry. So something's telling me that this wasn't a $2 million budget. This was a much less budget or that the $2 million, most of it went to the fucking boat. You know, like it, there's no way they paid uh, Dolph Lundgren like, you know, a million dollars or something, you know, like uh, it, they paid him maybe a hundred grand, you know, for the whole shoot or whatever you know and stuff and then the rest of the money went to the actors and the the boat and everything and and it should God, i'm hoping it all went to craft services since it was filmed in italy and luxembourg i'm hoping they all had really great meals <laughs> i don't think they did i bet i bet i bet they i bet they did not go well on craft services in this movie because like you know, this seems like those things where if they have that amount of money, they're going to spend it on like the bigger stuff than the stuff that people, you know, will be happy with. <laughs> you know? Like, you know, at least, you know, I would love to like meet or interview somebody from that movie and ask them how the craft service was. Like if we get Dolph Lundgren on our show, I got to ask him, what was it like? you know, working on this film and did you eat good craft services in this in this particular film and stuff. And I, I always I always hate it too when you can when you can sense something and it ha- and it happens and you just you just know what's gonna happen. For example, I knew the moment we saw those other crew members in their little sleepy pod things, I knew we were never gonna see them move. I knew that they were just gonna sit there the whole time. They were just a MacGuffin, you know. 
and it's a shame and, and it's, it's water it's, yeah it's just oh for goodness sakes why even introduce them right i mean and especially when they're like oh just let them sleep i'm like do we need that <laughs> you know do we need any of that like no like they could have just introduced them later it was just so to be cool you know mm -hmm. oh my god it's cool because they've got pods and stuff like that and that's what you know alien uh sci-fi shit you know and stuff and it's and if you're going back in time why do you even need that i mean it should be instantaneous right i mean i don't understand any of the science behind this i wish no Wish you wish we had Lenore for this film. There, yeah, there's because no... it's one thing if you're flying for distance, sure, but if it's just time, you've controlled time, well, so you don't need he, to put anybody to sleep. He didn't put himself to sleep when he was running the spaceship later to go back in time. Right, right. So I don't, I don't know what any of that was for. I mean, maybe just travel, space travel. I don't I, know. I guess but... because it's sci-fi in the future, that's the sort of crap you have to sort of sprinkle in there, like salt and pepper. You know. I don't know. I got two words to solve that issue. Cruise control. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, why why don't why don't spaceships have cruise control? Time time yeah. travel spaceships. You know? <laughs> yeah, just... They have to buy them. They have to pay for the upgraded package, I guess, you know. But yeah. um, the other thing I noticed is that in the um in the descriptions I I saw on either Internet Movie Database or Wikipedia, both of them say about how Foster and his crack team of of wonderful personnel are here to save the earth. I'm like, crack team? It was just him. There's like him by himself. If there was anybody else associated with him, they died pretty quickly. Yeah, there were not a crack team. No. Uh, unless there were a team on crack. Then there was I mean, no team. There was crack. nobody. It was just him. You know, yeah. Well, no, because they did, in the beginning of the movie, they did die. Like, they did get shot did. or whatever from uh the bad guys you know and everything the alien you know the uh bad guys but then um and and honestly after a while i started i stopped the only way i knew who was who after a bit was like just the the, the bad guys had a different uh uniform you know and stuff and like and i was like okay did they do that to like make sure we knew who the bad guys were you know yeah. and, and stuff because like it it didn't like and and then the one guy was dressed up like that crew and then he went and shot the pilot you know or whatever you know and i mean stuff. and he, here's here's how dumb the, the the plot for this is we're supposed to believe that somehow the bad guys are going to profit by stopping foster and his his crack team to go back in the future and stop the disease from blah 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 Okay, why did they go to the trouble of even boarding on the goddamn ship and going through all of that shit to begin with? Why not just blow up the damn ship when it takes off? Done. <laughs> You've solved your problem, and you 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 know what I mean. You don't. Even oh have my to god! Yeah, thing. yeah. You could just blew up the ship that had Dolph and his crew in there, and then all of a sudden, yeah, yeah. But then there would be no solved. movie. There'd be no movie. I mean, it's literally it. That's the only reason why that never happened i guess um so a couple of things i i found on imdb um the futuristic suits the time travelers wear are actually hind garlic leather motorcycle pants and jackets that makes um, sense it is easy to see the hind garlic logo on the back of the neckline um 
Great. Uh, it pays homage to Car John Carpenter's a thing, including character name, setting, and plot. Um, but da -da, plot, not really. Yeah, I mean, they thing tried for a second, and then it didn't really, like you said, they didn't have enough money, so they didn't have enough, you know, to make it more like the thing on a boat. But I mean, uh, like the the stoner dude was Mac, and of course Mac is the the John uh, the guy in the in the thing. So yeah, there's that, and you know, there's a there's a few things in there. Gary Daniels was initially cast as the role of the lead villain, but was downgraded at the request of Dolph Lundgren. Wow! So I guess he didn't want him to be the lead villain. Maybe because he didn't Dude. want him to outshow him. Because I did notice that he died pretty, like, at toward the end and everything. And I was like, but he knows martial arts. Like, Kind of a dick move there, Dolph. Yeah, thanks, Dolph. Um, Maybe the, the first time. <laughs> yeah. The ship in the film is named the Captain Nathaniel Palmer, uh, who is a... Palmer. Uh, Palmer, who left, who led the uh, first American party to discover the Antarctic Peninsula. I'm sure, you were familiar with, you know, Nathaniel Palmer was. Um, and then Palmer's also another character in the thing. Oh, there you go. Uh, he was also a seal hunter and designed some of the first clipper ships. Parts of the Antarctic Peninsula are named after him and his ship, the Euro. So I thought that was interesting stuff on there. I mean. Mm -hmm. You know, they really, really tried to make something. It just became like too convoluted, too too problematic, and too sort of combobulated, I guess is the word, you know? Yeah, they much. tried. Unfortunately, their instructions uh, or, you know, uh, recipe was very, very flawed from the beginning, and it wasn't fixed before they got into production stage. I would love to see what the like first draft was. I bet the first draft was more the thing on a on a boat, you know. Ability. I mean, rewrites do happen all the time, and it, what you uh, had for originally for one thing ends up being something completely different by the time you're done filming it. Exactly, and that's okay, you know. Sometimes, but in this case, no. You should have left. Yeah. should have left well alone, well alone, and just shot. But. Also, there's always producers who kind of stick their, their hand into things, especially executive producers. I'm paying for it, so I want this, or I want that, and everything like that. So I don't know if I that's mean, the you, case. You could make an interesting, effective, and pretty probably pretty darn good uh, thing wannabe or, or a new version or a cheap version of the thing. You just don't need to pollute it with all this other time travel nonsense that's, that doesn't yeah. – help that story you know what i mean and downgrade on your star power you don't need to have Dolph lumberg in your film for it to be selling if you have good effects and a good story with just good actors you can make a good sale some of your best movies have ever come out were usually done by mostly no-name actors i mean you know i mean Look at Goodfellas. I mean, I mean, for example, I mean, like you know, that had like a lot of people starting off. Like, yeah, we know them now as being real big. Back then, most of them were just getting started off, like in the industry. I mean, and they're looked at as icons now. I mean, it's like yeah. you don't have to go with name notoriety like to make a good film. And and you know, I mean, 
in certain areas, I understand it, and I understand why some people do it. I mean, I mean, you know, especially if you're trying to crowdfund to get your money or whatever, it helps. But yeah, I mean, but this is 2004. They didn't even know what crowdfunding was back then, it, so they had they had some serious money by some serious investors. Exactly. And, so there's no excuse for that. I mean, you could have planned it out a lot better. The money was already there to make a good film. You didn't have to rely on that stuff unless there was pressure for them to do it because. For distribution purposes, it does help. Right. Well, I think we're about that time. So we're going to, um, I'm going to bring this over to Paul, and Paul's going to explain the stinkometer. That is what we do here on the Indie Film Cafe. So Michael's mm-hmm. first time on the stinkometer, but please, Paul, explain. So our stinkometers are uh, the way that we score our films on a scale of one to 10, by which the lower the number, the better the film. And the higher the number means the stinkier the film is. Now, even though we love our stinky movies here at Indie Film Cafe, usually a higher number means that there are a number of problems, like the things like, you know, you can't see something, you can't hear it, uh, bad acting, you know, problems with the production uh, one right. way or another. And then sort of a five or six is kind of in the middle. And then we just take our, um, and you can kind of go a half step. So if you want to do a, 5.5 or 6.5 but um so yeah one to ten and then we count up our three scores and then um we total it up and we see where it is on the ladder of stink and if it makes it all the way up to 30 points then it shoots straight up to stinky heaven along with the likes of uh miss werewolf and um neil breen's uh entire catalog and a bunch of other stuff so so paul what would, what would you give this you know start it off um yeah this movie overall i would say is pretty meh yeah um i'm probably going to give it a six um it's in the meh area with a little bit of stink attached to it but it's mostly because of the script but like i said production wise other than the cgi stuff and the spaceship stuff was pretty solid like i said i was impressed with the boat stuff um i liked the, the pretty much the the acting for the most part i didn't have any problem with that and everything else seemed to be a pretty much spot on um it's just that the muddled awfully thought uh or or poorly thought out script and story was just bad and i don't know that any amount of good acting or uh good set designs would have helped unfortunately so uh, a six i've seen a lot worse certainly seen a lot better kind of man plus the other thing is it's kind of boring i thought so okay uh what about you michael do you want to go next <clears throat> oh sure um I'm actually there with uh, Paul, actually. I, I think I'm going to give it a six as well. I mean, uh, one thing I look at, uh, you know, because like, you know, I do agree with Paul, the film and the story was very mad. Uh, like, it, it very was. It was very ho-hum, very generic. Uh, but I also look at a film and I tell myself, now, if this was maybe edited in a different way, could this possibly have been a better movie and a, and a decent movie or a good movie? And uh, I do see the potential in that. So, you know, that's why... I, I was even maybe even teetering, maybe almost like, you know what? I think I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll be generous. I'll go 5.5. 5.5. 5. Yeah. Okay. Uh, only because, like, I feel like if you cut it and edit it differently and maybe did, like, you know, cut out some things and did some, uh, just did a few reshoots to add on to some of the areas that you didn't edit out, you could really have a solid movie here. And I think the potential was definitely there for this. Uh, unfortunately, that was just uh, too bad. Uh, yeah, the fight choreography was like, pretty, in my opinion, I'm calling it non-existent. I mean, 
they just pretty much just said, you guys just go at it, but be careful. And they all just played it beyond safe. Uh, uh, in most indie uh, films, uh, I see better fight choreography going on, uh, on average. Uh, not just here and there, but literally on average, I see better fight choreography in independent films that have like 15, 20K budgets. Um, yeah. Yeah, there were at least there were at least three quote unquote neck crack fight uh, things in the fight scenes where somebody just walks up and goes, and that that doesn't happen. That's that's not a real thing. That's that's lazy, lazy, lazy fighting. And that's when you see that in there. That's just okay. We can't really afford an actual real fight, so let's just throw that in there and hope that people believe it. Yeah, yep. and nobody believed it. No, at all. All right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna agree with Paul and go with the six as well. And uh, I almost thought it was gonna be the mark of the beast. Six six six. But uh, uh-huh. says you know that that's fine. Six. Have we six, had that yet? I don't. We've had eighteens, I, so. I believe. Right? Is that that's eight? Yeah, I think we've had eighteens, but I just don't remember us having a six six six. That would have been interesting. Yeah, that'd be really funny if it's on a devil one, you know, or something. Don't do that on purpose, but you know, that's kind of cool. Anyway, no, so nope. it, I'm gonna say a six. I just decided to be generous and give him a little half a bump. I, you know, and that's fair because I, I sort of almost went with five point five, but the more we talked, <laughs> the more <laughs> problems that sort of brought got brought up. I sort of started to go. Eh, because originally I started before when I was watching it um, and stuff. I was like, oh, this is, this is not that bad. It's not a terrible movie. And then it keeps going. And <laughs> it, it, yeah, fucked up a lot. There's a lot of issues and stuff. I mean, I was even looking past the terrible uh, stuff on the spaceship because I was thinking, oh, that's just every terrible sci fi movie, you know, has to have that. And it's sort of, made it more enjoyable you know and then now looking back at it it almost means superfluous like there's no reason for it at all and in fact if they got rid of all that it would have been a more it would have been probably a more enjoyable movie um because all you would need is Dolph Lundgren's ship falling down or whatever and then him getting found then them going okay, what's going on here? And him going, I'm from the future and I'm here to save you guys. And, you know, all this stuff, but watch out, my two guys, there's two guys with me, there are three guys, whatever it was, coming after me. And, you know, we need to stop this, you know. You don't even need a ship. That's like an extra expense that you don't need to have. That that was extra work that people had to go through for something that didn't really matter in the end. And it looked like crap. It didn't really matter in the end because it just, you know, was part of the thing where, like, it was going to explode or they were going to come down to Earth anyway, you know? So, I don't know. It was, And then the end of the movie, the whole bit of him coming and saying, don't go, and so I can marry you and have kids with you. Even though, did you know she had the one kid, and then later she has, like, his kid, I guess? But where's the other kid? Oh no no no! I think I think what that scene at the end was saying that because he changed time, he gets to be with his family because they don't die of the disease. But he was that... with her, right? Or uh-uh. no, he was with, no, no, he, he was, was with, with he was yeah, with somebody he was with else. His original wife, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. The one I was sick, well, you know, who lost all the hair in their bed, reaching out to him. Oh fuck! I forgot about that. 
I watched half the movie uh, last night and then the other half today. So I forgot a, a ton of the like little things that I thought were not that important. <laughs> it was funny because, yeah, she's in bed, she's lost her hair, and she has a bunch of little red dots on her fingers. And I'm like, that's not really enough. I'm not really convinced that uh, this is a worldwide plague. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So there you go. So she's with his original wife and kid who looks like him. Probably was his real son, you know, or something, you know, somebody uh, related to him or whatever. And then it's the end, you know, and I was like, so you just stopped all of it from happening. And now in the future, he's uh, he's not going to go in the future. He's going to time travel back to 22, you know, 22, two or whatever, and or 224 and, and, uh, and do live his life normally i don't know and he comes back again and just says don't go on the trip which you could have done in the first damn place among other things i know he was on the ship he could have done it he could have just said it six months earlier just like he later on did you know maybe he's just thinking oh shit i should have done that to begin with that would have been a great line he could have just showed up and blown up the whole boat and killed everyone because you know what it doesn't matter because if you change the future they're all going to be alive again Right. Exactly. So there you go. So, well, I mean, I guess he saved that one girl and then saved everybody else because she they didn't start that whole fucking apocalypse, you know, or whatever, the whole virus pandemic thing. And then, you know, whatever. So yeah. it was, yeah. Whatever. Was, there you go. That's, yeah, that's whatever. That should, that's, that's the... That's, that's what. That's how it should end. Uh, that's how the movie should have been. Instead of the end, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's the credits. But I mean, Thanks. you know, rather than spending money on the stupid on the stupid spaceship and that kind of all that nonsense, you could have spent a little bit money on the effects, especially on the the disease. Again, I was not impressed with any of the disease stuff at all. I mean, think about it. Did you ever watch the show Chernobyl on HBO, where basically the extreme radiation poisoning? everybody's sort of, you know, whoever got contacted by that, they, um, their cells all lost their cohesion. So they basically turned into human jello. That was one of the most disgusting and appalling effects you will ever see in a show. And it re- it's based on reality. They could have done something interesting and fun like that. Yes, it would have been money, but you could have spent money doing that if you had gotten rid of the other stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't even need a boat, but the boat was cool. Boat, boat added was cool. something to it. You know, they probably so, only had a limited amount of time on the boat. Yep. Are you going to say something, Michael, or are you just agreeing? Oh, no, I was disagreeing. I, I was like, yeah, I was like, if I had my way, I would have focused more on the boat. The boat has some awesome aesthetics and, like, you know, really great shots you could have fun with. And, mm-hmm. and as uh, Paul, like, you know, tapped in, it was stuck out in, in Antarctica, like in the frozen cold. It's pretty much uh, like class one claustrophobia, like, you know, right there, like, you're not going anywhere. It's like you're gonna go out and freeze to death, or you're gonna try and fight something on on a ship where you've got minimal places to go. Either right. which way, you're in a very bad position. Yeah, and, and you could have ran with that, and it would have been perfect. <laughs> and do I even need to bring out the point that half the people, especially Dolph Lundgren, are running around the supposed Antarctic where it can be like negative forty degrees with no hat on. You know, no face covering. Come on, you would have you would have frozen your nose off. Yeah, why was it called retrograde? That's a good question. 
I never I'm thought sure about it that. Start off that way. It probably had four or five other titles before they finally settled on that one because it sounds cool. It sounds cool. It sounds sciencey. That's why. You know, it's it's yeah. The movie's there, are not retrograde, very there are retrograde viruses, but this is not a virus. This is supposed to be a bacteria, from what they said. So yeah, bacteria that gets on your skin, and if you touch it, you know you get infected as well. You know instantly. Instantly, yeah. It's, it was just the way of, of describing the movie. Uh, like, hey, have you seen the thing? Yeah, you know, uh, have you seen uh, this lower form? Is you know, it's kind of like a retrograde version of it called retrograde. <laughs> That's <laughs> a great version of it. Oh Lord! I All think, right, you know, thing want to be on a on a boat would have been a better title. Thing on a boat. Thing on a boat. Thing on a boat. I would have. I would have. I I think it should have like yeah, it should have leaned toward thing on a boat, but it didn't. It, it leaned toward whatever this is. Uh, you guys can watch. Uh, the thing on a boat, aka retrograde, aka whatever other names it has on Tubi. Um, I don't know if by the time this comes out, that'll still be on there. This will be out in September, so we'll see. But, you know, um, if it's still out there, go watch it. Because before you listen to our podcast, which you've already should have, because we just spoiled the shit out of it. So unless you listen to us and then you don't want to watch it. (laughs) I do that occasionally, you know. All right, everybody. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Michael. Um, I'm glad you're you're here for the, you know, can't wait to have you back for maybe next season or something sometime. And uh everybody check out horror film lovers on Indie Film Cafe's podcast and everything. And uh I would say everything that we do, Paul, but there's too much that you and I do. So check out everything on Indie Film Cafe. Uh, check out IndieFilmCafe.reviews, IndieFilmCafe.podbean.com, SickFlickProductions.com. And if you have a buck, please uh, subscribe to our Patreon. You know, for just a dollar, you can get a free episode that is not on Indie Film Cafe. So, uh, the monkey needs a new pair of shoes. Yes. So there you go. Uh, help, help him, you know, keep his feet warm. All right. Until then, everybody, have a good one. Bye. Bye.